What's good, everybody? It's your girl, Robin E. Checking in on another episode of Pillow Talk. Y'all already know what's good. Make sure y'all hit that subscribe button for the latest and the greatest, okay? Season three, you don't owe me nothing. You don't owe me a damn thing. Shout out to all the guests that slide through. It's been amazing. Super excited to give y'all another dope live interview, okay? From a Chicago R&B songstress, Miss Naja Lay. She slid through to the proper room. We chopped it up about her inspirations and her music and of course she's a boss lady she has a whole clothing brand as well that she is the ceo of so of course we got into that it was mother's day weekend so it was only right that i hit him with some questions because of course we got to show the mom some love keep listening new episode dropping right now For all your mobile bartending needs, both public and private, reach out to Drinks Galore. They provide a wide range of package deals available on their website, drinksgalore.com. Book Drinks Galore, cheers, and enjoy. what's good everybody robin here checking in on another episode of pill talk we back in a building yes it has been a minute i feel like since i've been on pillow talk so it's only right that i got some beautiful guests in a purple room with us today okay we have r&b songstress sliding through the building Yes, you looking good. First off, okay. Thank you. (laughs) I love it. Absolutely love your energy. So you are an um an R and B artist. You're also a CEO of a business. Yes. Okay. Look at you doing a damn thing right here. Okay. Period. Pretty little hustle. Yes. We definitely gonna get into all that today. Definitely make sure that y'all keep watching because we get into it. Now I gotta know, of course, where you're from. I'm from Chicago, South Side Chicago, South Suburbs of Chicago. Both um. Okay, period. <laughs> <laughs> Both um. Okay, I gotta know what's your favorite thing about your city? The music, cause I do music. Okay, but I'm not gonna lie, it's I wouldn't say it's underrated right now. But we slept on, mm. we slept on, and the music is my fave. And it's oh. summertime, so like the pop out events. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So you outside this summer. Yeah, performing <laughs> and getting out there more. Yes, love that. Definitely got to give love to Chicago. The music scene is hot right now. Women are doing a damn thing as they should be. Okay, turning the fuck up. I love to see it. So we got to get into the sound. I got to know, when did you start doing music? So I started when I was nine, but um, I was like super nervous, like didn't believe in myself. I thought my voice sounded weird. Um until like I got out there, I started singing in church. My godmom, Shalon, shout out to Shalon, my godmom. She had me sing uh, Jingle Bells at our church. And I was so scared. But everybody was telling me when I got done, like, Najee, that was so good. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, maybe I do have something. And after that, 
um, I took a long break. I would just like write music. I started to become like a writer for real, but um, I didn't really like take it serious growing up. Um, I took, I just started taking it serious three and a half years ago. So yeah, ever since then, end of 2018, it's been up since then. Thanks. Okay. Shout out to the church. Okay. Cause yeah, the, church, the church is always, you know, the starting ground for just amazing singers and people in music. So gotta love the church for sure. For sure. So what was the, like the moment where he was like, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and make a song. Like what was it where he was like, I'm going to go in here and fuck what people say about my sound. Like what was that moment for you? Like I was in college. Um, I went to Columbia. I was in my was dorm and I was just telling my roommate slash manager now, Callie Rose. Yeah. Shout out Callie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I was telling her, uh, like I want Callie and Danisha. She was another one of my friends at school. And I was telling her, like, I want to do music for real. So I started rapping. I always knew, like, I wanted to use my voice and sing. But it was like, I didn't know where to start as far as, like, structuring um, a song and, like, singing the lyrics and stuff. I didn't really understand how to do that for real. So I started rapping. It was all right. I wouldn't even go back to that. <laughs> but um, I started there. And then after that, it was like, okay. I'm gonna try to do like a freestyle for real. So I did a freestyle to um, Future Married to the Game. Um, freestyle slash, like I wrote it out because okay. I ain't like really no freestyler, like, you know. But um, I started there in college. And then um, after that, it was just like, this is really what I wanna do. Like, I got a passion for it for real. It's not just when I was younger doing it and trying to figure out, is this what I wanna do? It's like, mm. no, nah, I wanna express myself these beats and make it sound good yeah okay legacy story fuck you mean yeah legacy story <laughs> friendship for me shout out to your manager period okay yeah. she came through with the swiftness shout out to her period. i love that i love how you just went on out like fuck it i'm gonna go ahead and do you was rapping yeah, yeah. <laughs> i still do rap though i'm an artist yeah. so i do r&b i do hip-hop i do so a little bit of pop i'm low-key trying to get into that like just other sounds but um i'm an artist all around yeah absolutely so growing up who was your favorite artist mm, so i was raised by my grandmother i'm not gonna lie jill scott i really liked jill scott growing up she used to play play her a lot in the car and it was like i used to um Learn the songs very quickly. So that's when I started to know, like, okay, I really do like music, but I don't sound like Jill Scott or I don't sound like Mary J. Blige. Mm. Um, Beyonce, of course. Um, Chris Brown, like when he came out, yes. love Chris Brown. Love Chris Brown. Yes. Um, who else? I liked a lot, a lot of RB growing up, but I liked uh hip hop as well. My mom and my uh, father was big on hip hop too. So nice. that played a role. What a selection. Guess for the Jill Scott. Yeah. Absolutely. Jill Scott got bars, though. That's she what people do. don't be knowing. She got them bars for real. She do. Yes. I love that. And Chris Brown, I loved Chris Brown when he first came out. Run It, for me, it was, you know, I played that back. But the first yeah. whole album was fire. Yeah. <laughs> we had cable in our crib. So we had a boombox. Me and my little sister, I got one sibling. Anae, just shout her out. So, okay. Okay. She live in Houston right now. She doing her thing, but she's going to go on and we had no cable, so we used to even watch uh, DVDs. Like we had a DVD there. 
or we'll listen to our boombox. And we had like we had Danny DeCane album. Okay. We had Chris Brown, and we played the mess out of Chris Brown album. Like every night we went to sleep to that. And then for sure. I can't even forget Nikki for sure. She played a big part. Like old Nikki definitely played a part in my childhood. Yes. It's the nostalgia for me because I had big DVDs on that yeah. period. Okay. That Albert. Okay. <laughs> that was the number okay. one. I had Friday for a minute. As soon as that was over, but yeah, yeah, definitely. That's fire. I love that though. I love. Thank you. <laughs> it's the boom box for me. Definitely boom box. Yeah. So for somebody that's never, you know, heard your music before, how would you kind of then describe your sound? Um, I'm very different. I feel like. Uh, you can relate me to like different people, but I'm in my own lane. Like I said, I sing and rap. It's more like a melodic hip hop R&B slash um, mental health speaker. Mm. I talk a lot about mental health in my music, and like I said, I've, I've um, when I started taking it seriously, I really started to learn how to use my voice and uh, sing my lyrics so um melodically singing about real shit like real stuff that we go through people around me go through uh, my community the world all type of stuff like that yes. real shit yes. it's real shit okay yes. i love that that's do you feel like music right now is like lacking some real shit you know is it all like just on some viral you feel you know yeah. it's lacking it yeah, I feel like um, I feel like 50-50, though, because 50% is people like me and the people I'm around. We up and coming and we talking about the real shit, but we not getting um, as much support or recognition as the people with bigger platforms. So it's like at this point, they got their platform and shit. They doing what they want to do. They talking about yeah. what they want to talk about. And it's just more so like fun, TikTok-y type of stuff, which is nothing wrong with that. But, you know... Um, the people like us, like we want to talk about real heartbreaks or right. like, you know, um, real situations growing up, your childhood and stuff like that, stuff that people can relate to for real. Not saying that we can't relate to the fun tiktok stuff because we like to turn up and have fun, but you know what I'm trying to yeah. say? Like, yeah. We don't get enough recognition, so. It'd it be a lot of shit people be going through on a regular. Yeah. And we do need to push like the music that's really corresponding to what the fuck we going through. Yeah. Real shit, y'all. Okay. She said she got that real shit about That's the her topic music. Today. Real shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's the topic for today. Real shit. So let's definitely get into the music. So I do want to take it back to the is it the 101 album? That's my second one. Okay. I don't I don't even um say so far. People say it all the time, but I don't even say I have an album out. Like I just call everything I have out right now my projects. Okay, yeah. I don't know. I'm just not necessarily in album mode yet. Like, I got some shit that I'm ready to drop, mm -hmm. but I ain't going to drop yet until it's like, I got some more shit that's album mode type of vibes. And it's like, okay, now I'm in album mode. Now I'm about to drop an album. But when I went, yeah, that was my second project. Okay, facts. Facts. Well, I definitely appreciate you, you know, giving us a mind state about where you at right now musically. It is important for you to kind of know where you're at project-wise versus the album rise. Because I feel like there's a, you know, kind of a stigma you do say album versus project. So I feel that. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. So as an artist, I mean, what was your mind state then versus, you know, some of the newer music that you put out when you made the 101 album? 
Um, so 101, I dropped that in 2020 when COVID had first hit. Okay. Uh, my birthday is April 24th, and I dropped it on my birthday. So I had like a release party in my apartment, and all my family and friends came over. We like listened to it and like drank and ate food and stuff. Nice. But um, in that album or in that project, I was more so in like a, a, I want to touch on everything. So I want to touch on turn up vibes. Like I want to turn up. I want to touch on um, heartbreak vibes. Like a turn up song I have on there is one on one. So it's a song called One on One. Um, Heartbreak Vibes is like the first song on the project. It's called Pardon Me. I highly suggest everybody go listen to it. Ladies, ladies for sure. Um, literally, every type of vibe. So turn up, Heartbreak, um, In My Feelings, Mental Health, How I Feel, and How I Feel Like Other People Feel. Mm. I have a song called Person One on One. Uh, in parentheses, bottled emotions. So it's me me talking from my perspective of life. But I performed that song a couple times. And I remember my very first time performing that song, I made somebody cry. And they were just telling me, like, I'm going through some of those things that you talked about in that song. Mm -hmm. So, um, and that's what I was going for while making a project. Like, I want to touch everybody in every aspect. So turn up, heartbreak, um, am I feeling slash mental health? Um, when I had... Um, start writing that project. I was going through something. I lost a lot of friends. Mm -hmm. So like, uh, I got a song about friendships. It's called the T. That's funny, but it was, hey, that's true. Though. It was like you know, <laughs> it wasn't the song wasn't so funny though. Oh, oh. Um, but yeah, like different different topics like that, like real shit stuff that we go through, stuff that I was going through, and that people could relate to. Yes. Okay, it's the breakdown for me. Okay, mm -hmm. something for everybody. I love that so much. I like how vulnerable you kind of are with your music and using like a lot of your experiences. Yeah. Is it like a way of healing for you in a sense? Like, um, yes, because when I first started music, um, I know like when I just told you, um, I did the Married to the Game freestyle. That was more so like a heartbreak. I had just got out of a relationship when I wrote that, so it was like I was trying to get into um expressing myself on beats but then I started to realize like I got a story that I do not talk about and I know it's a lot it's millions of people in this world who got a story that they don't talk about and a lot of stuff they want to take to the grave with them but when they hear people like Rod Wave and um, you know people like that who who not afraid to like express themselves and like their their genuine feelings about stuff that they've been through and millions of people can relate to it I kind of see myself being like that so it, it was like a little difficult um just talking about stuff like that but in a way it did he killing me more and more like when I go back and listen to my music now I'll still cry like off one-on-one mm. I got a song called Field of Real and I will cry to that song because it was like I was so vulnerable like this is my childhood this is my mom's childhood this is like real life where people go through stuff like I went through so yeah, in a way, like I feel like when I be crying and stuff, it's healing me. It's like, girl, you had courage to talk about that. Yes. Like you built up the strength to like really put that out there. Yes. So yeah, I do in a way, but I feel like it's it's growing more and more. Yes. Oh, I love it. Okay. 
I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's a classic. I love it. You know what I'm saying? I love it. I mean, I love when artists really try to capture you know, the shit that they go through. That just makes the music so much better. And I'm sorry you went through that heartbreak. I know I wasn't there, but you yeah, know. <laughs> it's okay. Heartbreak be some serious shit. You know, it'd be a lot of amazing things that come up out of that heartbreak. So, yeah. I mean, I appreciate you expressing that because that's some deep shit. Now, what about Crave? That's definitely like more of a different. Like, so I dropped 101 in 2020. I mean, yeah, wait, yeah, 2020. And then this year I dropped Crave. So after 101, I started to get more and more music, like record more and more music. And it was like, I was telling Callie, like, I don't think I want to do the same thing that I did with 101, like put out all them different emotions on one piece. I want to split it up. So um, top of the year, I was going for like Valentine's Day vibes, like love with a little break in there with, with a lot of freaky, <laughs> with, you know what I'm saying? Like Valentine's Day vibes, like uh, start the year off. So that's where Crave came from. Um, me just craving something or craving someone mm. or someone or something craving me. Mm. Or, you know, uh, stuff like that. So that's really where Crave had came from. Just trying to give off um, my songs that I had that was talking about love. I got one song that's talked about, like, um, like kind of like a confused relationship. Confused in a relationship. It's called Confusion. And that's one of my most popular songs on that project. And, um... Yeah, the harp that's probably the only harp song I have on there, but I have like two freaky vibes. Maximilian and In Control is really popular. Uh I got one called Fluent. Just dropped a video yes. maybe like three weeks ago to Fluent. Um, it was really, really like uh half and half. So like in that song I was talking about in the beginning, it was like, This nigga got me fucked up. Like, <laughs> let me tell y'all why he got me fucked up. Even like the first half of the hook, it was like, okay. He got me fucked up. This is why. And then the second half of the hook was like, okay, but don't make me do it. If you love me, baby, prove it. Like me being in love. And then the second verse was like me being in love. So just putting out like um, love and freaky vibes onto one project to start the year. Thanks. Okay, it's the mixture. It's a, uh, put it all in the pot. Definitely love Crave. I love the title. I think that's super fire. That definitely can just play with the imagination with that. Yeah. But I love Fluent. I love the whole vibe with that. The video was definitely dope. I loved how you had the girls, you know, in there. <laughs> Period. So for somebody that don't know, what, what does that mean? What does it mean to talk fluent to these niggas? Ladies, talk to a man fluently. Give them the energy they give you. Shit. Make them talk to you fluently. We ladies... Come correct. This is what you got to tell him. Okay. Fluent definition, and this is the true definition in the book, <laughs> in the, uh, def, uh, the dictionary. Able to express oneself easily and articulately. So um, fluently talking is able to express yourself easily and articulately. So like I was saying in the song, it's like, okay, I'm about to talk to him fluently. That was literally the intro to my song. If y'all ain't heard it, that was the intro. But um <laughs> Just talking fluently to a man and talking fluently to the ladies. Like, you know, y'all been through this. Y'all either been in love or been out of love or both. And more than likely both. Because if you've been in love, you've been out of love. Okay. Once before, maybe. Unless you with your, you know, high school sweetheart or something. 
But that's what I came from, just talking to men and women fluently, ladies to feel me and men to understand me. Yes, and, I and love that. <laughs> I love that. I think that's fire as hell. You was giving me real Trina vibes on that low key. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? I love okay, Trina. Okay, period. Because that's how she be talking to this nigga. She be like, fuck you talking about nigga. Like, <laughs> and I feel like I was like that. You was yes. very articulating. Okay, yeah. let these niggas know. Period. I love that though. I love the boss energy vibes, the, the woman vibes that you give in. I think that's super, super dope. Thank you, Robin. Love it. Absolutely. <laughs> super, super dope. I love it. And then you've been performing all around the city in different places. So how do you get prepared to go on stage? Do you have a ritual or you just go out there and do the shit? Um, no, I ain't got no ritual. I ain't gonna lie. I've been getting um into just um uh, working on like what I feel like I need to do better on stage. So um one person had told me his name is Michael David Hammond. He's like an actor in Chicago. Shout out Big okay. Mike. Shout out Big Mike for sure. Shout out you. But I will never forget. He told me one day I was performing. I was performing at like an open mic competition. And he had told me um, always make, make sure that the energy and the vibe of the song matches with the energy and the vibe of the performance. Mm -hmm. So it's like after he told me that, it was like, dang. That, that sets me in the mindset of when I wrote this song. So when I wrote that song, how I felt, I need to perform it in front of a crowd exactly how I felt when I wrote it. So I feel like uh, before I perform, I try to, if that's a ritual then, but um, I try to just tell myself, okay, remember how you felt when you wrote this, this song? And then also talking to the crowd. I do a lot of that. I feel like that's not necessarily something I really need to work on, but it's always room for improvement for sure. But just... Um, Telling myself before I go on, like relating to how I wrote the song in the performance, um, moving around the stage, talking to the crowd and just being myself. That's that's number one. And I should have started with that. But being myself, I feel like I'm so unique. By the way, my name is Najale. It means beautiful black baby. Yes. And just sticking to that. So it's like you ain't going to find another Najale. Let me show you why. And telling myself that before I perform. So, yeah, that's how I... And that's in a way how You know what that is? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, did your, your mom gave you that name? Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. My mom, my dad, my grandma. They agreed on it. I believe my grandma picked that name out, though. That's shout fire. out me, me. It's a lot of <laughs> shout outs going on, y'all. But I love my people. Period. <laughs> shout out to her. Okay, because that's a beautiful-ass name. And it means something so beautiful, too. That's like a princess queen name. Oh, that's fire! That's no, okay. Cause shout out to the 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 old folks be knowing. Yeah, <laughs> no, for real, for real. Uh, uh, they be just knowing, but that's really dope. I didn't know that. That's fire. Yeah. But yeah, I love that. Obviously, talking to the crowd, I think that's important. You know, yeah. we like to hear you, see see what you about, make that connection with you, yeah. and you're not afraid to do that. That's dope. Thank you. I love that. I love that. You don't got no stage fright or nothing. You just. I be thing. nervous a little. I feel like, but I try to put the nervousness into going hard and making them feel me. Facts. I feel like God be telling me just talk to at least one person. Facts. Like when you sing a song or you perform a song, it's one person in the crowd that needs to hear at least one song that you about to perform. And that be my goal every time. I don't need, I'm not pleasing everybody. Mm -hmm. I can't please everybody. But it's that one person. I don't be knowing who it is like until like after the performance. But as long as I talk to speak to one person, 
That's my goal. That's what God told me to do. <laughs> nice. Okay, facts. And who wouldn't? A yeah. hater, okay? A hater. Yeah. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? Yeah. Do you have a favorite show that you've done so far? Oh, a favorite show? A fa- Oh, okay. I'm not going to lie. Uh, it was the shortest show I ever did because it was just one song. But I'm going to tell you why this is my favorite show. So, um... I was on Facebook. I was like promoting a show I was doing at the Wild here in Chicago. And um, I was promoting it on Facebook. And this one man had reached out to me to help him um, orchestrate a show for his artist. So his name is Kenny and his artist name is Peter Jericho. If anyone has heard of him, he's a um, he doesn't like to be referred to as an Afrobeat artist. But he has he calls himself an African artist. Okay. So it's kind of like similar to Afrobeats, yeah. but I ain't gonna say you Afrobeat artist, Peter. <laughs> I ain't gonna say that. But um I had met his manager, he reached out to me on Facebook, and um the whole thing with what I was supposed to be doing for that show was just helping behind the scenes. So just helping set up the show, uh decorating, like you know, just making sure the show runs smoothly. So um the day of the show. I got to the space and it was at the promontory in Chicago. If anybody heard of that, yes. I know that whole wait, okay, but okay. Um, I got there so excited. It was me and my manager, Callie, and we was helping out with the show. We got there and then uh, Kenny introduced me to Peter formally. And he was like, um, you're hot. Your music is hot. Would you like to perform tonight? Would you like to um, open up one of my sets for me? So I'm like, Mind you, I got on like uh leggings. I got on like some love pink leggings and a hoodie and stuff. And I'm like, I got like my little two ponytails <laughs> in. And I'm like, dang, I wasn't even prepared for wow. this. But it was like, am I gonna turn it down? No. No, I meant it from the beginning of this year, really last year, but the beginning of this year, I told Callie. Manager, I told her that I wanted to perform at the promontory this year, 2022. And that was in January. I opened up for him in March. Mm. So that was what, like two months later? It was like, cause, no, 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 three months later, because it was in the beginning of January. So a couple months later, uh, a manifestation came true for me. Yes. So regardless if I was ready or not, like it was just like something, you know what I'm saying? God was saying, you know, do what I'm asking you to do in this life. And when you don't expect, when you least expect it, I'm going to reward you with something that you want. Yes. Things that you want is going to be added on to you. And I feel like that was, that was added on to me. And yes. I think that that was probably my favorite performance because it was my manifestation that came mm. true. Mm. So yeah, that was my favorite. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. That's raw as hell. Thank you. Okay, that's raw as hell. Talk about opportunity. Okay, yes. Perry, we're going to go out here with this pink hoodie and yep. new ponytails and yep. we're going to rock this motherfucking stage. Yep. That, that is me. so dope. That definitely must have gave you a little bit of fire. Like, oh yeah, I got to go hard now. Like. Yes, and it was a different crowd. So like they came to see him. That was just his show. And he brought out other artists as well. I wasn't the only artist, but just the fact that that was like a crowd, a new crowd that I was introduced to as yes. well. So it was like everything about it was just amazing. Everything. Mm-hmm. So that definitely was my favorite performance so far. Absolutely. Okay. Shout out. Shout out to the Promontory because they definitely be moving people through there. That's definitely one of the list spots in the city to be on stage at. Okay. So definitely shout out that for sure. So what's like a music goal that you have for yourself? You know, what's something that you want to accomplish musically? Um. 
So one thing that I, I used to do when I was younger, um, I was in like a girl group. Uh, my godmom, she had uh, managed us. And then uh, my mom was like our momager. I don't know how I skipped over that, but um, I was in like the seventh or eighth grade, I believe. Mm. And it was me and my best friend. And my other friend, we had did it. We were called Sugar Bliss. And back then, we had a um, our music teacher at school was our vocal coach. So we was like getting prepared because we had a performance. We were um, about to perform at, um, I forgot what, what the location was, but it was for Jeremiah, which is my guy uncle. So um, just like by him starting up, and he was just getting out there. That was like something major for us. Like, okay, let's show him that, you know, we got the potential to be like him. Like just how he came up, we can do the same thing. So um, trying to work on my voice and we had got a vocal coach. That's something that I want to do again. Um, I feel like I got a lot of work to do with my voice. And even back then, just seeing how hungry I was at that short time that I was doing that, but how hungry I was to like better my voice. I feel like I got that same hunger in me right now. So um, that's definitely a music goal for sure. I need to find a vocal coach. If you have any recommendations, I would love to work with anybody you guys could uh, suggest. Um I also want to work with a band. Mm. So I did one time and uh, that was like a dream of mine. I manifested that as well. Um, but like literally having like my own band who just knows my sound, um, knows my voice, like knows my music, right. knows how to execute the beats on the instruments. Like I want that so bad. And I see that in the near future as well. So that's like a goal slash manifestation. I can see coming true. Um, vocal coach, a band, um, dancing. Okay. I used to dance a little bit. And I know that's like music slash like performance entertainment wise. Mm -hmm. But um, man, dancing. I want to be on that stage and like give it my all. So I want to be on the stage and have a segment where I'm working with the band. I'm singing and we on some like chill R&B vibes with the band and then here we go here come our girls come out the back and then we hit the little one two step I dance a little bit but I want to like really uh become more of a dancer though I don't want to be a dancer but I feel like um I want to be and I'm an entrepreneur but I want to be an all-around entertainer as well so nice. that falls under entertainment so yes. those three probably right now. Okay, period. Yeah. Okay, it's the it's the girls coming out for me. Yeah. Okay, it's the girls coming Shout out. Shout out Angelique. I'm shouting everybody out. <laughs> That's lit. Yeah. I think those are some dope music goals though, for real. And Thank all you. of them, of course, can be accomplished for sure. But I love yes. that. I like that you're serious about you know your career. That's very important when you're doing music. You know. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. Now I've been grilling your ass for a couple minutes. We're gonna have a little bit of fun now because you know okay. I don't like to do too much. Y'all know, y'all know, y'all know. Now it is Mother's Day tomorrow. Okay, so I definitely gotta get some of your, you know, behind the scenes about moms. You know, I'm gonna ask you some questions about your moms. Okay. So first off, do you have a favorite food that your mom makes? Or made? <laughs> this is gonna be funny and don't judge my mama. But uh, growing up, like my mom wasn't like a chef. She wasn't like just the best cook. 
But uh, funny, I liked it. And y'all might be like, oh, my God, that's weird. But my mama used to make, like, uh, bag pork chops a lot. Like, okay. <laughs> bag. And it had, like, the seasoning and the sauce and stuff. Okay. And it would be like, oh, my God, we eat this every week. But it was so good. <laughs> Me and my little sisters always say that. But it was so good, though. So, like. Um, that's like a memory we, memory with us as well. So yeah, I don't know as of now because I don't live with my mom, mm -hmm. but um, and tacos and okay. tacos, but bag pork chops. Okay, look, <laughs> look, you instantly you said I already know it's these bag pork chops. Hey, everybody got that one dish. Yes, you feel yes. me? Okay, shout out to moms for doing it with the <laughs> with the bag pork chops. Period. Yes. Okay, so what is one color that reminds you of your mother? Red. Cause that's her favorite color, and growing up, she had um, red everything. Like we had like red skillets, red pots, and stuff. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, it was. That sounds cute. It was for sure. But we had like red everything, and like um, I just remember, I think just being a little girl, I asked her like uh, one time, like, "Mom, what's your favorite color?" Cause I see red all the time, like all over the house. It's red, 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 red. Like bed sheets, red bathroom, red. And uh, she ended up telling me, like, yeah, red is my favorite color. So red, anytime I see, like, red something, yeah. Okay, red spicy. Yeah. Red, red make you pay attention to, make you stop, make you look. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I used to love red. I used to love red. Shout out to red. Okay. If your mama cusses, what is her favorite cuss word? Dang. I ain't gonna lie. My mama slowed down on all that. Maybe because I don't live with her. But growing up, I say her favorite cuss word was... Hmm, what was it? Shit. <laughs> Probably shit. Like this shit. Yeah. Yeah. Sugar honey tea. <laughs> Anasia, do you agree? <laughs> That's my shit. sister. Shit. Yeah, that was her shit. favorite. Okay, because y'all know y'all be cussing. Y'all know y'all was cussing good. Sailor. Okay, Sailor good. like kids. I'm dead. Okay. What is your favorite thing about your mom? My favorite. Oh, I ain't gonna lie. I just wrote a song too a couple months ago and I put this in there, but it's um I said uh my mama, my mama book smart and my daddy a hustler, but uh it goes for both of them. They mm -hmm. both are both of those things. And I ain't gonna lie, I watched my mama hustle like no matter what situation she was in, she hustled. Like we didn't been through so much, and she'll know when she see this, but we've been through so much. And one thing I could say, she always hustled, like she never never stopped hustling like after she had me and my sister um she was 19 when she had us so she didn't really get to go have the um college university experience mm -hmm. but she went back to school and she got her degree and it was like just little stuff like that like she hustled she always always hustled so when i look at my mama like i look at hustle like my mama she wouldn't necessarily do this but she would do this though like go broke before she asks somebody for something or, you know, try to make that like her last thing to do is ask yeah. somebody for something. And that's a character trait that playing me. So, uh, hustling. And I, and I get that from my mama for sure. I go broke before I ask somebody for something like negative account. And I can <laughs> see me getting that from her. That's a, that's a good trait. You know what I'm saying? Yes. To not give up. Keep hustling. Yes. Shout out to the hustlers. The women hustlers. Okay. So Shout out to the women hustlers. <laughs> Absolutely. Your mom sound like she was or is a dope lady. Okay. She yes. sound like she's lit for sure. Yes. Absolutely. Shout out to the moms. Happy early Mother's Day. Definitely. 
So let's get into, of course, your brand, the clothing. I definitely want to talk about that as well. So, you know, give us a little scoop. How did you start that? What's the vibe behind it? Let us know. Oh, I'm so glad that you asked me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so my clothing brand is called Pretty with the Hustle. It's a unisex line. The pretty stands for, so I have on like a little cute turtleneck right now. Super cute. It says pretty with a hustle. Um, In the hustle, it's a dollar sign because we hustling, we getting money. The pretty stands for proudly representing everything that thrives you with a hustle. So I feel like um, proudly representing everything that thrives you. You do that every day. I feel like you do that unapologetically when you do something that people don't like or not a, they're not really a fan of continue to do it you know what i'm saying because it makes you happy i feel like that's probably representing everything that's thriving you with the hustle if you continue to do it um and that's a unisex thing so that's not just women when people look at the word pretty and that's why i wanted to give it a definition because when people look at the word pretty um you see like a female if you see, if you hear it with a man, you're thinking of like pretty boys and stuff like that. But no, we proudly represented everything that thrives us with the hustle. Um, I also have like subcategories. So like uh, the men's line, I have heavy on the hustle, um, heavy hustler. I have pretty definite hoodies. So it just says like proudly representing everything that thrives you. Um, the women's line, I have these pretty with the hustle. I have pretty girl gang. I have, um, I only date money. That's like a fun okay, one period. that I like. You ain't, you ain't wrong. Period. <laughs> um, pretty girl gang. I have another proudly representing everything that thrives you uh, for the females. And then there's one more. What's the last one? Pretty and cup. <laughs> okay. Pretty and cup. Yes. So, yes. I love it. I love what that stands for. I like that you gave it meaning, you know, and definition for sure. Yeah. So, do you design all of the, you know, patterns and like the different variations of your stuff? You design everything yourself? No, I don't. Um, I have the vision for it. So, I'm that's why I'm glad that you asked me about this as well because um I feel like I haven't um been able to give like enough enough credit to these two people. One person I have um to Will. He's a graphic designer. Um, he designed some of the first ones that I was using. So like the I Only Day Money one, Pretty Girl Gang one. He designed those. Yeah, those two. And then um Tabby Mitchell. I met her in Columbia when I was at school. Um, I had made a post on Instagram like, hey, I'm looking for a graphic designer for my clothing brand. And she was able to like execute what I was looking for. So big, 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 big shout out to Tabby Mitchell. She made, um, she graphic designed a, a couple of my pieces. But this one I did myself. I kind of like took a little bit of like nice. what Tabby had. I think like the hustle and the pretty and I did like the with the and stuff like that. But yeah, those two people. Yeah, just those two people. They play <laughs> the parts of like um, designing. But I had the vision. I knew what I wanted my stuff to say. And stuff like that. Yes. Well, I love it. I think it's fire. Thank you. You need some merch. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a pretty hustling, pretty hustling. Definitely doing my thing for sure. But I love that. I love that you have another business that you're involved in. 
you know, clothing is very hot right now. It's always a hot thing, but it's always better when it actually has a purpose, you know? Yeah, for people sure. People be making stuff and it just be like, whatever. And people be like, why should I buy this? So I'm happy, yeah. you know, you let us know what it means. Fellas, she letting y'all know. She got she got some merch for y'all too. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Y'all always crying. So don't look at the pretty. But y'all ain't got like, nothing. Right. I was support crying. a black business. Okay. Support a black business. So you got t-shirts, you got hoodies, you got hats, you got all all that apparel. No hats yet. No, no, no hats. You ain't gonna do no hats. I want to, but okay. it's just I make them myself as well. So as far as like printing them and stuff like that, I do True. that myself. Okay, okay. Um, until it becomes like a bigger brand. Yeah. But it's okay. That's just why I have to start for right now, and I'm okay with that. But um, I have t-shirts, long sleeves, and hoodies, crew necks coming. I had like some jogging suits and dresses and stuff from last summer, but not on the website. So you kind of gotta like just hit me because I still got them at the crib. So if y'all want them, okay, come get them. But yeah, that's what I have. Nice. I need. I need me a crew neck. I love crew necks. <laughs> yeah, all day, too. all day, every day. I love. I need I love yeah. So, how do you stay motivated to do everything that you're doing? I mean, what keeps you, you know, going? Like, what keeps you going? Mm, I'm not gonna lie. It's two things. So, I want to say this first one because it's kind of negative, and uh, this is weird. And I don't think like I feel like people understand me when I say it, but um. So, like, I suffer from depression. And, like, I kind of had, like, a little moment today as well. And it was just, like, um, I heard this bar polo G today. He was, like, that pain, that pain was so unbearable, I almost gave up. And then I heard another quote from this rapper, No Cap. And he was, like, he was, like, um, I'm going to run it up until the pain stop. Even uh, something like that. I'm going to run it up until the pain stop. Even though that cash don't uh don't type stuff, so I feel like I don't thrive depression. I don't, but I feel like uh, it's motivation for me because me and me and other people go through that, and it's like I feel like that pain not gonna stop. Like even when I have a million dollars, like a billion dollars, I'm gonna be a billionaire. Okay, but um. Even when I have a billion dollars, I like I'm still gonna be going through certain things. So like just uh finding how to work with that, that like motivation for me because I wanna get to that point where I'm able to know, okay, depression I mean, I'm not depression, it's just something that I deal with. Mm -hmm. So if I could just like push past it, I feel like that gives me motivation to be able to be like. I have to push past it because I'm not even just living for myself. Like I'm living for generational wealth. So these, these things that I go through, these hardships that I go through, I want to push past them to get to that other side. And um, I don't know. That's like a big, big thing for me in a way it's motivation. I don't want to go through depression. I don't want right. to go through these hard things in life, but when I be feeling at my lowest, it's like, okay, let me just take my moment right now. And push past it. So that's uh, a motivation thing for me in a weird way, like I said. Mm -hmm. And um, the second one is just uh, generational wealth. So, like, generational wealth was not given to me. Um, not really in my family for right now. We don't have, like, acres of land passed down to us. We don't have um, 
you know, like big shares of something. Mm -hmm. Like we don't have businesses that's passed down to us. And I know, in fact, this is something that I know is going to come from me. And not just me. So I'm not saying it like, oh, it's just going to come from me and I'm the only breadwinner in my family. But maybe the first real breadwinner in my family to take away for my other uh, relatives so they can do what they want to do. And not saying that in the wrong way at all. But um, that's like a motivation for me because I see that happening in the near future. So the fact that I can see that when I want to give up is like I have to look at it. It's like a light. When I'm when I'm in, the, in my depression mode, and I feel like I'm in a dark hole. It's this bright light that shines and it never stops shining on my mm-hmm. face. It never stops shining. Like, I don't care how hard I'm crying. I don't care what I'm going through, like how bad I'm praying to God. Like, my life is so bad right now. Can you make it? It's a bright light that never stops shining. So it's like that. That's a third thing that really like that's a third motivation piece. But this generational wealth that I'm trying to build, I'm trying to be a part of big motivation for me for sure and then the bright light is the third one (laughs) absolutely okay i love it absolutely generational wealth that's something we definitely need as black folk it's so many of us that don't understand the importance i love that that's a major goal for you like that's dope fam because we was in school they was teaching us how to be employees they teach you after you get your degree or yeah after you get your diploma in high school you go to college and you're going to be an employee at such and such and such and such. They never told us in school. And I can vouch for almost everybody in school that was just like so unique. But I can vouch for almost everybody, especially people who live in Chicago, though. I can say that. Um, they was teaching us that, you know, you're going to be an employee. They didn't teach us how to be business owners. It goes back for the generations. Right. That's why we don't have generations. Exactly. Well. So exactly. that comes from like, our parents. It's their fault right. that, that it went down to them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But that's a generational curse because it's going back and back and nothing is passed down to us. Right. We're seeing all the, you know, lack of a better term, like the white man mm-hmm. has all these things. And they have just easily, like, they got 28 years and passed okay. down to their grandson. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, Ain't no way we can't do that, right? We can't because we got the brains for it. We got the skill. We got the hard labor for it, but it ain't passed down to us. So I feel like this generation, uh, outside of just me, though, this generation as a whole, I see us doing that for sure. We risk takers. I can see that happening for us for sure. Yes. Can we get an applause? Can we get a round of applause? Okay. Because that is so important. That is so important. So important. I love absolutely how you touched on that. We we have to be the generation to break for sure. We got to plant those new seeds because you're right. It's it's white folks. They just born with it and they just get everything they want in life. Credit score already on a hundred when they fucking get to where they go. Like, this is crazy. Back up. Certain parents then put like a cable bill, y'all. Yeah. Not saying that happened to me. Now, now we all have the same life. Now we all, all have you know the same life. That's so messed up. Cause then you gotta work it out. Yes, mama. No why you do that? Yeah. <laughs> why you do that? No, that's some shit. I definitely love that you touched on that. Hopefully, more artists and other business owners in this generation can also get on board with that too. For sure. So, what else can we expect from you this year? Like, what's coming for you? Well, <laughs> but um, this year, I'm a lot of manifesting uh, or manifesting. Sorry, I'm doing a lot of manifesting and I'm watching a lot of my manifestations come true. Um, you can see more videos for sure, for sure. 
because I feel like um, from these past two years, two and a half years, however long it's been, um, I kind of been slacking with that because of like stuff that I've been through and like things going on around me. But um, you can see more of that for me this year. You can hear more released music because I always get fooled like, girl, when you going to drop this, when you going to drop that. I'm going to be releasing my music um, quicker now for sure, for sure, because I have more of a push behind me. You know, you can push yourself, but yeah. if you ain't getting like that extra, not saying you need it, but it's good. It's very, Absolutely. very vital to have. So it's like having that now. Mm -hmm. Is pushing me to do things that people are asking of me. And I'm saying I'm trying to please body, but these are things that I want for myself as well. But uh, you can see more videos, um, more released music, more positivity, more speaking on negative things in a positive light. I love to uh, like take negative energy or negative things I'm going through and um, turn it into positive motivation. And I feel like I want to just keep, keep, keep pushing that out there to people. Like, I want to feed it like crack to people. Like, okay. Everything negative, for real, everything negative that you're going through, take that and turn it into positive motivation. So, like, when I was about the depression thing and how yeah. that motivates me, great example. Um, you'll see a lot, a lot of that for me this year. Um, consistency in everything that I do, more performances. If you look in the book, hit up Cali Rose, get your girl, okay, and stuff like that, y'all. So, news as well. Yes. Maybe I come back, okay, but. period. We're back in this thing, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, more <laughs> stuff like that for sure. Yes, I am so. I first off, I want to say I love your intergy. Energy, okay. I love I it. Yours. I love your aura. I love how open you are with your music and what inspires you. That's so important, you know, as Thank an artist you. and as a brand. You like, you are so dope. Yeah, yes, I, I love like the hype and stuff. Because I, I feel like with my friend group, I'm the hype man. So when I hear like stuff like that, not saying my friends don't hype me because I love you. Look, look. But they, they know I'm the hype though. I hype them. Up. And everything that they do, especially if I'm around and I see them doing a thing. So just to have that from you, it feels really good, y'all. Yes. Shout out Pillow Top Podcast. This is great. Thank, Thank you. you of me. course. Thank you so much for coming on Pillow Talk again and just talking your truth. I do have your IG scrolling on the screen, but if there's any place else you need us to check in, give us a website, anything like that, let us know. Okay. So you can find me on Instagram at Pimpin. Not your average pimpin' though. It's P-I-M-P-N underscore. You can find me on uh, Twitter as well with P-I-M-P-N underscore. You can find me on YouTube at Najale, N-A-G-L-A-A. -A. Um, you can also follow my clothing brand, Pretty With The Hustle, uh, on my website, prettywiththehustle.com. So that's P-R-E-T-Y-W-I-T-H-A. H-U-S-T-L-E dot com. And I believe that's everything you could be on. Yes. Okay. Y'all got to tap in. Make sure I get some of that gear for sure. Okay. Yes. Men and women, y'all got to tap in for sure. And make sure you follow her on IG. Okay. Yes. All of her other information is there as well. So tap in. Thank you again so much for coming on Pillow Talk, girl. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. I appreciate y'all for tuning in and tapping in. I already know y'all can subscribe to Pillow Talk streaming every and anywhere. Sending love and light to all y'all. And peace out. Peace. That was good. Yeah. I did feel very comfortable with you.